It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I got a still cold. The Hellraiser is back. John Cena versus the Showstopper! Hulk Hogan and The Rock in the same ring! You will never take my place at the head of the table! Undertaker! And the Hellscape submission! Oh my god! What? My god, Michaels! Just kick Cena's head off! The Monday Night Wars has come to WrestleMania! It will be The Rock! It will be Austin one-on-one! What's up, guys, and welcome back to WWE Retro on the WWE Podcast on this Friday, June 24th, as I'm back in the saddle. Well, I was kind of back in the saddle this past Monday with Matt to cover our current state of WWE show, but, uh, you know, last week I was moving, 
a hellacious process that I've talked about on last show and kind of touched on with Matt, so I will not get into that too much, but a pretty cool day here in uh, Quebec, uh, Montreal more specifically, where I live, as uh, it is Saint-Jean-Baptiste, which is a holiday exclusive to the province of Quebec, so a nice relaxing day for me, and tomorrow is actually my birthday, as I am one step closer to 30, mercifully, as I cling on to my youth oh so desperately, but let's not get into that, let's get into the reason you guys are all here, and that is for a retro edition here on the WWE Podcast, and as I mentioned on the currency of WWE this past Monday with Matt, today we are going to be covering The Rock's return to the company from 2011 to 2013, where for a bit he felt almost like a full-time competitor, somewhat like we are seeing Roman Reigns right now. And I guess before we get to that, we have to cover what led to The Rock's hiatus from WWE from 2004 to 2011, almost seven and a half years, if not a bit more actually than seven and a half years or Six and a half, I guess. My math isn't very good. Between six and seven years. And I think that what we often forget is how abruptly The Rock went away in 2004. Because in 2003, obviously, he has his last full-time run with the company. He goes on the Hollywood heel run on SmackDown up against Hogan versus his match, his second match against Hogan. Then he transfers over to Raw, has his match against Stone Cold Steve Austin, putting a bow on their trifecta of matches, and then he would eventually put over Bill Goldberg at Backlash 2003 before ultimately walking away from the company as a full-time competitor. But from April 2003 to August 2004, he would show up semi-regularly. He would show up a few times to combat La Resistance, get in the face of the coach, obviously return for his match to tag with McFoley against Evolution at WrestleMania 20, and his final appearance on WWE programming for six and a half years would be on Monday Night Raw in August, where he came out uh, to host the Diva Surge, would get into a brawl with the coach on La Resistance, and after that, it would go six and a half years before we would see The Rock on WWE programming again. And... This would take us all the way to Valentine's Day in 2011, where speculation had been building up for quite a while as to who would be the host of WrestleMania 27. And we would all get that answer on February 14th, 
place would go ballistic as the rock would come back and just absolutely shock the world and you know it was just so crazy to finally see the rock return to the ring and you know after seven long years as he would say did not miss a beat and he would jump right into his old bag of trips right off the hop received an email from the anonymous Raw General Manager. Cole, if you take one more step to that computer, the rock will get out of here and slap the taste so far out of your mouth, you'll never get it back. actually think that The Rock is just going to let you walk over to that computer and interrupt him when he is live on Raw? Is that what you think? Do you actually think that any of us give a damn what your general manager has to say? Is that what you think? I'll tell you what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. So, classic bit on Michael Cole. This was kind of like The Rock's best hits when he first showed up. But eventually, we would get to the main reason as to why The Rock finally returned. And when he brought up the man that he wanted to see the most... Everyone started connecting the dots. All the way to... You can't see me. You can't see me. You can't see me. 
see me when you playing peekaboo? You can't see me. I can see you. You can. Can you see me? Oh, believe me, we all can see you. We all can see you. A blindfolded sleeping, stuck in the basement, Stevie Wonder can see your monkey ass. How the hell you think we can miss? You come out here with your bright ass purple shirt, and before that, your bright green shirt, before that, your bright orange shirt, you run around here looking like a big fat bowl of fruity pebbles. So The Rock would come back to getting John Cena's face, and lo and behold, they would have a series of promos against one another bleeding into WrestleMania 27 when John Cena would challenge The Miz for the WWE Championship. And this is when The Rock would finally get his hands on John Cena for the first time as he would intervene, hit John Cena with The Rock bottom, and ultimately secure the victory for The Miz. The, the, the next night on Raw, The Rock and John Cena would agree to a match at WrestleMania 28 one year in advance, and then would subsequently brawl with, uh, was it The Core by that time? I don't think it was The Nexus. I think it was The Core led by Wade Barrett. And uh, we had our main event set for one year in advance, and, you know, right off the bat, following WrestleMania, The Rock would go away. But... Around came Survivor Series when John Cena was entangled in a program with R-Truth and The Miz. And John Cena sent out a cry for help in the way of The Rock. And surprisingly, or unsurprisingly, depending on which side of the fence you fell on, The Rock would accept John Cena's invitation to tag with him at Survivor Series 2011 against The Miz and R-Truth. And this would be the first time The Rock got back in the ring in seven and a half years. The first time that he had gotten back in the ring since WrestleMania 20 in the tag team match with Mick Foley against Evolution. So once again, The Rock would get back in the ring, but in a tag team capacity. So at this point now, you are looking at eight and a half years since The Rock had been in a singles contest. So it wouldn't make, it made sense that he would want to get broken in in a tag team match right off the bat. But as we saw early on, it did not seem like The Rock missed a beat all that much at Survivor Series 2011. Oh, man. And out. Look at Miz go. Wear it down the front. 
So not only does The Rock secure the victory for his team, along with John Cena, but then for good measure, he would hit John Cena with The Rock Bottom to close out Survivor Series in a pretty good showing for The Rock's first match in seven and a half years. And then we would spill all the way into April of 2012 for WrestleMania 38, or 28 rather, now 38 was this year. So crazy that this was a decade ago, just absolutely crazy. Where does the time go? But WrestleMania 28, where The Rock and John Cena would main event WrestleMania in the once-in-a-lifetime match, which would prove to be untrue, but at the time it was coined once-in-a-lifetime in a a non-title contest, and The Rock would come out with the victory. And The Rock's victory, I thought, was relatively surprising. But what it told me was that he wasn't done yet, because as we know, you typically go out on your back and the rock coming out with the victory to me told me that there was a lot of a lot more tread left on the tire on the tires of the rock so he has the victory against john cena and rides off into the sunset temporarily but then for the special raw 1000 pay-per-view in july of two or not pay-per-view the raw 1000 event in july of um 2012 it is announced that The Rock will be there to make a special announcement. And while Daniel Bryan, who had just been stood up at the altar with AJ Lee, was in the ring, and then WWE Champion CM Punk came out to confront him, The Rock would make his way down to the ring to have a confrontation with Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. And he had a special message for the WWE Champion on that night. Don't know who you hey, think hey, you Hey, 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 no, 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 no. Do you just, you just don't cut the rock off like that. Do you understand that? No, no, you don't, you don't cut the rock off like that. <laughs> I just had to stop it there for a second. I, I just love that, uh, that part where the rock snaps at Daniel Bryan. 
and starts freaking out at him not to cut him off. And you have to understand that Daniel Bryan at this point in his career was just not even close to the guy that we would eventually come to know. You know, we were about a year out before The Rock would actually, or The Rock, before Daniel Bryan would actually be like fulfill becoming the the guy who led the yes movement and would eventually win the the unified championships or undisputed championship at wrestlemania 30 you know this was even before team hell no so daniel bryan at this point was still a heel and still a borderline comedy act but i gotta say his interaction with the rock always made me laugh here but um the Rock had a lot more to say than just disparaging Daniel Bryan, who had just been stood up at the altar. The Rock just got word. The Rock just got word at the Royal Rumble. Whoever the WWE champion is, they will go one on one with the Great One. And that night, they will defend their title against The Rock. Well, that is good news for you and you know what that's good news for me too because i'll fill in the blank for you rocky that whoever will be wwe champion you're looking at him tonight i'm gonna beat john cena and if you want a match at royal rumble well I wish the Royal Rumble was tomorrow because I can't wait. I want to jump in head first. CM Punk versus The Rock sounds good to me. And all due respect, just like I end John Cena tonight, I'm going to beat you at the Royal Rumble. Let The Rock make something perfectly clear to you, CM Punk. And it goes like this, like The Rock said earlier, it was right here in St. Louis that The Rock won his very first WWE Championship. So it's only fitting that The Rock will stand before you tonight, look you in the eye, and tell you, CM Punk, the best in the world, that at the Royal Rumble, The Rock will be the next WWE Champion. No, 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 no. This is supposed to be about me. This was supposed to be the greatest night of my life. You want to know? Do you, do you want to know who you're going to fight, Rocky? Some way. Somehow, you are going to fight me. And not only will I be the champion, but I will be the face of the WWE! <laughs> I, I just... This segment with Daniel Bryan, like, maybe we should have seen it so far in advance, but this guy, he just had a way to really get the crowd behind him. And even as a heel at this point, even, you know, a year and a half removed from the height or the peak of the Yes movement, you could tell that Daniel Bryan would uh, really um, be able to captivate the audience in numerous ways. And we're kind of seeing a heel version of Daniel Bryan in AEW right now, if I'm not mistaken, as well. And 
you know, The Rock would call him like an Oompa Loompa or whatever, or a hobbit, and hit him with the rock bottom. And this would eventually, you know, cap uh, culminate rather the program or the segment rather. And we move on to later on that night when John Cena was facing the uh, <laughs> CM Punk for the WWE Championship, and the Big Show got involved. And The Rock got himself involved as well. And this is where we would start to get the first little breadcrumbs as to what a CM Punk versus Rock match would look like at the Royal Rumble. And just like that, we would have the heel turn of CM Punk and the first signs of their rivalry heading into the Royal Rumble 2013. And I covered that uh, that rivalry back when this show was called Rivalries. And, you know, The Rock would end up winning the WWE Championship from CM Punk, ending his, what was it, 400-something day reign as champ a title he held for just about a year and a half from the summer of 2011 into the winter of 2013. And I know a lot of people were frustrated by this. I know CM Punk has talked about it as well. And I do get the, you know, I guess, um, frustration that a part-timer like The Rock was was the guy to end such a historic run as WWE champion. But one thing I would argue to it would be, well, who else was going to do it? And who better to help protect CM Punk's run than a guy like The Rock? A guy who was still going to be around for two, three months. And the way I looked at it was, and obviously I'm subjective because I've always been such a massive Rock fan, but I looked at it as, you know... The only guy that was good enough to beat CM Punk was The Rock. No one on the main roster was good enough to beat a guy like CM Punk. It had to be the legendary Rock to come back and dethrone him. I guess that that's just the way I look at it. Obviously, you could have probably found a better guy to do so. I think that never having a Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk match at WrestleMania was truly a shame. 
Although I think that was better suited for WrestleMania 30, not WrestleMania 29. I don't think Daniel Bryan was quite ready for that type of spotlight at WrestleMania 29. I think he was still building his character in a lot of ways. But uh, look, The Rock wins the championship at the Royal Rumble 2013 and retains it at Elimination Chamber 2013. And what a lot of people forget is that over this time when the Raw between let's see Royal Rumble 2013 and WrestleMania 29 in April of 2013 the Rock was appearing quite a bit not to say that he was having matches on SmackDown or Monday Night Raw and also there was no brand split at this time at all SmackDown was somewhat of a of a, any relevant easy enough for me to say show at this point in time before it went to SmackDown Live and eventually onto Fox, as we've been accustomed to for the last three years or so. And um, I think that The Rock appeared a lot more than people gave him credit for during his time as WWE Champion in the winter of 2013. And there's always one segment that people never talk about The Rock during this time that I personally found hilarious. And it was when he would, for the, for the first time and last time ever, encounter the Rhodes Scholars. How about a wager, Rock? Recently, I have embarked on a futile quest to find an apprentice. I have been asking members of the audience to answer three questions correctly. Not surprisingly, I haven't found one that has been able to do so. And seeing is how you are the people's champ. Let's see if you can do what they couldn't. You answer three questions correctly, and you get to stay. You don't, and you leave. What about it? Or you intellectually not up to par. It's just like the shirt says, just bring it! Question number one. Silence! <laughs> Who was the 19th president of the United States? The 19th president of the United States, Rutherford B. Hayes. That is not what the B stands for, but you are correct. Well, you're damn right I'm correct. Now listen, The Rock knows his 19th century. And speaking of which, you know, just like your 19th century beard, your big buggy eyes. It looks like what would happen if Abe Lincoln got busy with a gremlin. What film won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1993? <laughs> no, not the Tooth Fairy. That's enough. <laughs> okay, 1993 Best Film. Easy. Schindler's List. Schindler's List. That is. You're true. damn right, The Rock is correct. You should know something about lists. It looks like you spent 20 hours a day on Craigslist. Oh. <laughs> Final question. And that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. 
How about this? How about this? You asked The Rock two questions. How about The Rock ask you one final question? And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Since you were you were so nice enough to come and interrupt The Rock in front of his hometown, he's gonna ask you one question. And if you get it right, you're gonna get an amazing prize from The Rock and from Miami. Here's the question. Here's the, what happens when you combine? a geological aggregate of minerals with its lowest form. That would be, you get rock bottom. Exactly. It's so crazy to see how far Cody Rhodes has come in the last, oh, what is it now, nine years, nine and a half years ago this took place. But uh, that was a pretty funny uh, segment that The Rock had with uh, the Rhodes Scholars. This was actually before he would win the WWE Championship, but these were the types of, you know, appearances he was doing in the winter of 2013. And he wins the championship later on that month, successfully defends it at Elimination Chamber, and then is on a collision course with John Cena at WrestleMania 29 for their rematch uh, from the year prior, but this time with the richest prize in the company on the line. And John Cena would come away with the victory to, you know, even the score once and for all. And uh, this would be The Rock's last one-on-one match to date. You know, I'm not counting uh, the Eric Rowan match at WrestleMania 32 for obvious reasons. And he would make several appearances after this, you know, coming back to confront Rusev, coming back with his, you know, his uh, promo against The New Day, his appearance at WrestleMania 31 with Ronda Rousey, uh, helping Roman Reigns win the Rumble in 2015, the Rock has made a sporadic amount of appearances over the last, I would say, nine years or so. But it's crazy to think that nine years have come by since he was last in the WWE on a regular basis and with a regular program. Because the last time he's been on WWE programming was at SmackDown on its first night on Fox with his impromptu segment with Becky Lynch and Baron Corbin, or at that time, King Por- Corbin. And, uh, you know, it's been nine years since we've seen The Rock's uh, semi, I would say, full-time run. I would say part-time run, because now I wouldn't even say he's part-time. Now I would say he's more once in a while. So nine years since his part-time run from 2011 to 2013. But it is just kind of cool to go back and look at it sometime that he really did somewhat regularly appear on WWE programming for just about two years. Anyway, guys, that's all I got for you today. I hope you enjoyed The Rock's run from 2011 to 2013. As always, you can get me on Twitter at Adamarco25. You can get Matt on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Audio. Or you can email him each and every week for the WWE mailbag. Anyway, guys, stay safe out there. I'll talk to you next week. 
Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.